Are you in a doctoral program and there's drama behind the scenes on your committee? Or maybe your chair is MIA. If so, this episode is just for you. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Grad School for Grown Folks podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Tanya Vetter. Welcome to today's episode, Drama Behind the Scenes. Yeah, that's what time it is. It's that time of season where there is truly drama behind the scenes on the committee. I know you're like, wait, this is not a movie. I know it seems like it's a movie. So on today's episode, we are actually going to talk about the prevalent conversations about what do you do when you have drama? If you heard the episode where I actually interviewed one of my clients and uh, Dr. Joshua Goldberg, you heard him talk about what happened um, at the very end of the episode. He shared a story about how he actually had to advocate for himself. And so some of you may be out there and you're wondering what happens when it's time for you to do your study. I know some of my clients, I don't know, many of you may not know this, but some of my clients are not actually working on their dissertation yet. There's a part of dissertation doctors, uh, this is a part of our services where some of our clients are not actually working on their dissertations yet. There's a part of the services that we offer to just those of uh, the doctoral students who are just regular students and they get the editing on the go on their assignments and all that good stuff so when they get ready to work on their dissertations they're definitely going to be ready all right but so this conversation about what do you do when you get to talking about what you're interested in working on for a topic and it's usually really a touchy subject because our topic is usually something we're really passionate about. Now, if you remember in a previous episode, I talked about one of the things I think I made a mistake in is I actually think I now many people do this and we can disagree or not or whatever. One of the things I think I did in era was I chose a topic I was extremely passionate about. I think it is important to choose a topic that you care about. I don't think it's really smart to choose one that you are absolutely in love with. I think it's important that you choose one that you care about. And the reason I say that I don't think you should choose one that you absolutely are in love with unless you're like going for a doctor or something like that. That's different. But like in the field of education, mm, not so much. And the reason I say that is, is I think you should save that one for after you graduate, because people are not going to poke as many holes in it as they do when you're working um, on your doctorate. That's the reason I say that. And I say that because I know when you're working on your degree, they poke so many holes in it and you're like married to it for so long. Um, like seriously, um, 
to where a really just ad nauseum, honestly, to where I think it's better when when you have the freedom to put it down when you want to and you have the luxury of really navigating your own relationship without somebody else policing it and the freedom of just it being whatever you want it to be, right? As opposed to a committee. Yeah, that that feels icky. Um, and so I just I remember running to a running into a professor. I can't remember who it was that actually kind of hinted that it was a better idea to choose something that you actually cared about, so that you don't even have to get into this war about this topic that you're so passionate about. So that leads me into today's topic. What do you do when there's drama behind the scenes? Um, about this topic, you know, or any other topic, whatever you're talking about, these, these things come up because it's years that you're going to be with the people that you're working with, unless there's a turnover that happens. And I know Dr. Goldberg talked about the fact that he actually, his was with, um, it ended up being somebody who was the lead on his team, right? So today's episode is about how do you have those conversations and what do you do when there's drama behind the scenes and this is the person that you actually have to lean on to guide your study what do you do how do you navigate those conversations so you guys know i love to work in threes let's talk about the three things that you can do when there's drama behind the scenes of your your team your committee your study now here's the thing you know, we work with operational definitions. When I say drama behind the scenes, let me set that up for you. So here's what it could look like. It could look like this. It could be that you are not getting a response from the emails that you're sending. You've sent your your study off, your chapter one, your chapter two, your chapter three, and you're not getting any feedback, right? That's drama behind the scenes. It could be that you've asked, asked for feedback countless times and you feel like you're only getting APA related feedback as opposed to actual content based feedback. Let's be very clear. Now, an editor can give you APA related feedback. So if you have a committee in a chair, they are supposed to give you a good one is going to give you content guidance. All right. Be very sure of that. Be very clear. A lot of my clients, they really, especially if they're new in school, they don't know the difference. So don't feel bad about that. That's not a big thing. I'm just sharing. That's why I love this podcast. This is what I'm here for. You guys don't know the difference. So your chair um, and your committee pretty much your chair though is your that's your your go-to your mentor they should be able to give you content guidance on your study and your editor is just giving you that APA uh technical stuff okay so that person is just the eight that's the APA stuff your editor is the person that does that you want your chair to give you that content um heavy hitting uh guidance those are the hard questions (laughs) that's where you direct your hard questions because here's the thing whatever your chair tells you that's usually what your chair is also going to defend and support you in um when you propose and when you defend so that's why it's very important that you a take those questions to them and be 
really hear from them so you can hear what they're thinking because that's what they're actually going to support when you respond. So the three things I want us to really look at, believe it or not, are all forms of communication, believe it or not. And that's what it really essentially boils down to. And it has happened every time. <laughs> That's always the issue. I think that the biggest thing in higher ed is everybody is stretched so thin now. And especially with them using adjuncts for literally everything. That it's just the communication. But here's the pearl in it that we really need to realize I've realized how we communicate because of the politics. Go back to the episode, guys. That episode where, look, you've got to remember that there's the people. (laughs) You got the people. You got the paper, you know, and you got the process. So remember your three Ps. So you really need to pay attention to the levels of communications. So I'm going to share three things with you that I think that are going to be super helpful in how you deal with your drama behind the scenes. So you ready? All right. So number one, what I want you to do is I do want you to communicate um, your, your, whatever it is, let's, let's work with the topic. So the most common one, I will say that comes up, first of all, the hardest one is usually when there's a topic issue. So there's a topic that you have, and I will say from experience, I've had two clients so far who've had to advocate for themselves for some very difficult topics. And I know um, Dr. Gobo was one of them. He definitely, he advocated for himself. And I had another client, she actually advocated for themselves. And the beautiful thing's uh, the beautiful thing about both of those is they both turned out differently. And that's what I love about them. So number one, I'm going to say you do want to communicate. But here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Try to settle uh, settle it on a local level first. And here's what I want you to try first before you take it straight to the provost. Here's what I want you to do. Even before you take it to your chair or to that person or to your committee, whoever, before you even take it to that other individual, I want you to first go within and let's deal deal with it on an inner level first, right? And I want you to do that because when you take it within and go within yourself, what I've found, and I'm going to speak for my um, one of my clients, not Dr. Goldberg, but another client that I had, when she dealt within herself and, and really investigated why she needed to advocate and fight for this topic so deeply, she built her own self-confidence and she really needed to do that. And I'll explain why. So number one, you do need to communicate. And try to settle it on a local level by advocating for yourself, especially if you're going to propose or defend. Now, if you are really, really early in the game and you got a long ways to go, that's different. But if you know that you are too far in to turn around, you really need to uh, advocate for yourself, but you need to be very careful, okay? Um, and you need to be, have compassion. I will always say that. And a sub point I'm going to put here is be careful and choose your battles wisely. And I want you to think about 
asking yourself this question, which is my second point when I say go within and ask yourself, can this be settled after I graduate? Meaning, like if it's something about a topic, ask yourself, is this a topic I can actually study after I graduate? I mean, I mean, sometimes I think we get so passionate about something that's trending right now. And that's fine. But can we do it after we graduate? Because if it's cool and it's dope, then it's going to be cool and dope and trendy once we graduate, probably. Right. So choosing our battles wisely is another is, is, a, is another way to look at it. Right. And that way you won't be reckless with relationships. Does that make sense? So that's what I really mean with the number two. When I say ask yourself first, explore your frustrations. And that way, here's the thing. The politics of it in higher ed can be really messy, really messy, really messy. Right. So, yeah. Number one, communicate. But number two, with yourself first. Explore your frustrations, right? And really explore whether it's coming from a place of ego. And can you do that once you graduate, right? All right. So like my client, which two of them, but I'm going to stick with the one that really had to advocate for herself and her chairs ended up saying, yes, okay, you can do this. But she made her fight for explaining her point. And really, it built her self-confidence. It really built up her self-confidence. And guess what? It even made her even more dynamic when it was time for her to propose. She knew her study well. She needed to go and find out even more about that topic that she wanted to fight for. And as you heard, even um, Dr. Goldberg, the same thing. He was able to tell why he needed to um, to prove that that study need to be needed to be done on black males in primary levels. Right. And so it's just just even more so proving their need for advocating for that topic that they wanted to study, you know, so much. So number three, communicate now with your chair. We're talking about levels. And if that doesn't work, then go to your co-chair. So it's just going step by step. But I still say we should always start with ourselves first because I, I just can remember being so frustrated with myself first and always finding that if I just peel back the layers within first and taking time to really unpack my own frustration, things will turn out a lot better. You know, if I just created a little space between myself before I take it to that next person in that way. And here, because here's what I'm finding. Sometimes we wreck relationships too soon. And trust me, I'm telling you from from experience. Right. So if I can give you a gem here, create a little space before you do number three, which is communicate with your chair. And then your co-chair. All right. All right. And so when you take it to them, let's try to find. And I don't I don't say happy medium. I say a harmonious middle. Right. And that's what both of them were able to do. And I'll tell you, one of them did one thing and one of them did another. So Dr. Goldberg, he actually ended up 
get in a whole new chair. All right. Uh, And then my other client, she ended up keeping the same chair, but she made her work very hard to prove her topic. All right. Two different situations, um, two different outcomes, but both of them had the same issue. They both were having to prove why they wanted to uh, study what they wanted to study. All right. So drama behind the scenes. All right. Let's let's look at another one. Another common one is what do you do when you have a chair that's been assigned to you and they do not respond to your emails? You don't have a relationship with them. You don't know who they are. You've sent them your work over and over and over again. So in that case, I'm going to say, again, step one is always communicate. Number two, there's no communicate with yourself to, to, to do that. There's nothing there, right? <laughs> I think that there's the only one thing you can do, which is in that case, I do believe you. the only thing you can do is go to step three, which is to communicate with that chair. But here's the thing. You've already communicated with them via email. But I would now say communicate your disappointment now because you've already sent them your work. You've already sent them your work and you've already you haven't gotten feedback. Right. Because I get the emails from you guys. have said I'm not getting feedback. What do I do? You've, you've already you haven't gotten feedback. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to be very specific in your disappointment. I'm disappointed that I have not gotten feedback from you. I've only gotten, you know, you know, the two words that they've sent you. Right. I'm disappointed that. And then here's what I want you to do. I want you to name the things that you know that a chair is supposed to do and name that as your disappointment. I'm disappointed that you have not and bullet point those things. And and that way you, you remove uh, the personal attack and keep it very professional. And that's it. And then just copy the dean on it. and And that's it. And then just bullet point what you've done and bullet point. Hey, you know, I'm I'm disappointed that you haven't done these things. And you just keep it very clean and just keep it very clean. Right. And see if there's someone else who's available who can help you be successful and find out from the dean if she has anyone who's available to assist you on your journey to success. Because it seems like this person is not available to assist you on your journey to be successful. I hope this episode has served you well. I know it was just a little bit lengthier, but I did want to, I wanted to address one of the questions that I did get. Um, I wanted to address it in that thoughtful way because I did. Um, unfortunately, you know, we're in that season and people are really trying to, they're trying to graduate. And I am grateful. Dissertation doctors business is doing really, really well. Um, I'm really, you guys are rocking it out. I'm really grateful. And so 
yeah, I can't say yes to everybody. I know that the universities, they're not meeting all of the students' needs, I should say. And unfortunately, some of the students are not getting their needs met. You guys know what I say. You decided to do this. So when you do it, do it well. And if dissertation doctors can help you by being a part of that, then you know where we are. See you next time. Bye.